What's up, everybody? This is Podcast Gameoverse episode 142 for Saturday, April 22, 2023. This is an internet show on the internet. We do it live every Saturday, which is what today is. Yes. <laughs> on the internet on gameoverse.com slash twitch and you can go there you can talk to us rick's here who's what you, you heard saying yes earlier yo what up everybody this is rick we are an internet show on the internet we talk about video games yeah i'm excited over some stuff we just had a, a nintendo indie world showcase the other day and a street fighter 6 showcase the other day so we got quite a bit to talk about i can't wait to go over it oh yeah let's start where you always start man tell the people what you've been playing counter-strike go that's now the, the new counter-strike or no 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 no. this is the this is the old counter-strike but the only reason i installed this is because there is someone made a roguelike map and i saw this video on it and i was like i have to try that so I like multiplayer map. How does that work? It is a roguelike multiplayer map, up to three players. Uh, you you download it straight from the Steam Workshop, and it's just straight up. Ro- it's like uh, Enter the Gungeon, but with Counter Strike Go. So I'm showing this video right now in the stream of I guess how it was made like the development process behind it and it just shows it randomly generating shit every um like very quickly it's it's crazy man it's crazy now w- once you load the game up you don't this is not what you see yeah. <laughs> well you're seeing a bunch of like in development assets here but once you load it up it's like very polished man it's very polished it's extremely impressive it's like a um the way it's presented is like it's like a virtual reality like training thing so you like once you load it up you put like these glasses on and then the whole world loads in which is crazy and then there's like xp there's uh you can spend xp for upgrades there's cards there's um you know all the weapon drops are, are are random there's different enemy types so there's like melee enemies that will like rush you. There's enemies that have like armor on each like on like both their arms and legs. And you have to shoot off their armor before you can kill them. Uh, all the enemies have like hit points, so headshots are more critical than you know body shots. You've got stats. It's like very very in depth. There's um. There's like room, it's like room based. So you have to clear a room before you can move on to the next room. And then there'll be, you know, several rooms attached to, to, to those rooms and okay. you're just making it through. And then some of the rooms have like bonuses in them. I found like a wheel of fortune thing, uh, okay. that, you know, there's like a cash system. So once you kill enemies, you can, you can pick up their cash and then you can spend it to open like boxes or uh, spin it, spin it on the spin the wheel. You get wheel spins and unlock more upgrades and more cards. And then you know it's run based. So at the end of a run, 
whatever you leave with you can then spend on more upgrades and cards and shit and there's just a ton of them there's a ton a ton of stuff um and it shows you all the there's like a room with all the upgrades in it and it shows you everything that you have or what you don't have so it's like very very well done and they still consider it uh like either an alpha or a beta or something but um it's just it's super cool it's super cool so right, that sounds dope. I fuck with that. that yeah, was fun. And it's um, it's up to three players, so you can even invite like friends, and you can each go through together and and uh and do it. So it's really cool. It's free on the Steam Workshop. Just search Rogue. I think it's just called Rogue on the Workshop, and you just download it, load up the map, and you're in. It's very. It was very easy to just start. Um, it explains how to do everything. It, it explains everything. Once you load the map up, it like explains everything in like the hub room. So you look at the walls, and it's like this is what XP is. This is what the pickups are. Um, so it's okay. really cool. Okay. It's really cool. So it sounds cool. Okay, I'm into that. I'm into that. Yeah. See this. I own like <laughs> I own Counter Strike. I mean. I think most people who have Steam probably own Counter Strike, but <laughs> I think it's I think it's free. I think it was paid for a while, but I think it's free now. So I got it back when it was like paid. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I own Counter Strike Geo. I have a total playtime of 101 minutes. <laughs> that's more than most people, I think. Yeah. Um. Yeah, th th this mode is really cool because there's even different characters who have different abilities. Like, there's like special abilities. Um, I'm only reminded of this because the fucking <laughs> the video I'm watching. The, yeah, it came up. But you know, special abilities. There's like a medic class. There's different classes. So it's like more. It's more fully featured than you would think for just like a, a mod. Well, check it out. It sounds dope. Like, I'm into it. <laughs> that sounds like fun. Yeah. I fuck with roguelikes. I like to do some roguelikes. That's dope, though. Is that all you've been playing? That is all I played. <laughs> yeah, it must have been pretty solid there. That's all you play all week. Yeah. Yeah, I'll check it out for sure, then. It's on my list. I'll re-download Counter-Strike and give it a try. I haven't been playing a lot this week. I'm still playing Agents of Mayhem. That's still fun. I don't give a fuck what Clay says. Like, that's way funner than, like, <laughs> that's way funner than Crackdown 3. That, to those of you who don't know what we're talking about, that was a whole thing. Like, last week, where I was just ripping it at Crackdown 3. <laughs> and Clay was, bless his heart, was trying to defend it. <laughs> yeah. But no, I'm playing Agents of Mayhem, and that's, like, so much funner than Crackdown 3. It's, like, embarrassing. Um, I can see where he, he with the point he was making where it can get repetitive. There are some missions that feel very samey. Anything where you're attacking like the base, like the enemy base, the legion base. I don't know if there's some if they just copy and paste assets over to make these bases, but that can get really sloggy and repetitive. But the game's fun as fuck still. So 
the characters are all really neat. They all play so differently that if you get bored with one character, swap out to another one. It's not, it's not hard, but it's it's a fun game. I'm still having fun with it. So far, one of the better two dollars like I've spent on a video game. And I'm still I would uh, we'll talk about this in a little bit, but there was an announcement for the next Xenoblade uh, expansion. They just announced the release date for it. It's coming out towards the end of April, like April 26th, 27th. Double check. It's in the show notes right here. Why don't I just look at it instead of just like guessing like a moron? <laughs> April 25th. So in like three days. So when they announced that, I was like, I should probably finish the you know, Blade Chronicles 3. So I'm trying to beat that too before that expansion comes out. But I'm not just satisfied beating the game. I also have to like unlock all the classes and like do all the side quests to like max out their levels so I can max out the levels for my characters. And that's taking forever. I'm on the last class right now, the Machine Assassin class. And after I do that, like I can go finish the game. Um, so I'll probably have it done by the time that DLC comes out. But we'll see. Fingers crossed. That's all I've been playing. It's been pretty boring for me, really. Uh, just between, like, work and trying to get a house. Oh, Clay's in the chat. Yo, what up, Clay? <laughs> yeah, between work and trying to get a house, the baby. I haven't had a lot of time, much time to play as I wanted to. Um, I keep trying to go back and finish Resident Evil 4 Remake on Professional, but that's that, that haven't had time to do that. <laughs> I'll do that eventually. I will do that eventually, but... I want to beat these games first. But yeah, that's all I've been playing. Uh, let's get let's just get into the news because <laughs> I've been playing a lot this yeah. week. Uh, Nintendo had an indie world showcase. Do you want to talk about all these games, just the ones that like really stuck out? Uh, no, I don't have to talk about all of them. Some of them are just not. I mean, it's just yeah. a bunch of indie games. Most of them are already out on Steam, I think. Yeah, a couple of them stand out pretty well. Mineko's Night Market looks really neat. I like the art style for that. Uh, Riff the Necro Dancer looks really, really cool. <laughs> yeah, that shit is... When that comes out, you're never going to see me again. So. Oh, yeah? But, you know... <laughs> it's So, go over that a little bit more. What is that exactly? It's just like... So it's they turned it into more like a straight up rhythm game, almost like a it's a three lane, uh, like almost like a three lane DDR type of thing. But yeah, it's got like mini games that are reminiscent of like a rhythm heaven almost. Right, and it's also got like like a versus mechanic because you're fighting like these these other characters in this yeah yeah it's like you're the like boss fights are like one-on-one -on -one more like involved things yeah so i think there's like the lanes the like ddr lanes is more like hey they're the every enemy has like a different movement pattern on on these lanes so you kind of have to like learn the movement patterns and yeah, so it's not just like hitting stuff as it comes up. Like you said, every enemy has a movement pattern that you have yeah. to like follow too. Yeah. And then once you get past the enemies, uh, like stages, I guess, then you enter like a boss fight where it's more, uh, you know, the boss has like their own like kind of 
attack patterns too, and it's more turned into like a different thing. I don't know. They haven't they haven't come out and like said exactly what's going. They just shown a lot of visuals, but I think it's easy to grasp what's happening in it. Yeah, it looks it looks pretty cool. I have to. I still need to beat Crypto Necro Dance. I haven't beaten that yet. It's very difficult. <laughs> it it is. I tried to like it. stage three. It's like oh god. I I got it forever ago. I tried to play it. And I'm like this is fucking hard. Like. Yeah, just added... managing like uh, the the dungeon crawling stuff with uh, timing required for rhythm games. Yeah, they just... made it. They've made it much yeah. easier. There's certain characters you can select that. I think it's the monk. The monk doesn't have to be on rhythm. So you can just move however you want. <coughs> um, yeah, but I want to play it the way like it was designed though, because like yeah. I've come a long way in my rhythm game, like taste since I played this. You know, I've played Hi-Fi Rush. I've played uh, uh, heavy metal. You know, Hell Singer. So I feel like I can probably get back into this and feel comfortable with yeah. it. But I'll give it another try. I have this to re-download like it. I got switch. Than... It's it's because every enemy has also a different attack pattern. Just like in the new the Rift of the Necro Dancer, where they all move differently. Um, that's how. Crypto the Necro Dancer is every enemy has a different movement and attack pattern. So like um like the skeletons or something, you know, they'll like shake their ass for two beats and then on the third beat is when they attack. So if you're trying to attack them on the third beat, you're gonna get hit. And it's like stuff like that where you have to memorize each enemy's movement and attack patterns while while moving yourself on the beat. And trying yeah, to like assess your, the layout of the dungeon and yeah, exactly, yeah. and gather resources. You know, yeah, it's a dungeon crawler with this rhythm twist, which could take a minute to like get used to, and it's yeah. not like as flexible as I think it should be, because you know, games like Hellsinger, Hi-Fi Rush, you could still move to your own your own beat you don't have to like move on beat but actions you do shooting reloading attacking like that needs to be done on beat so there's a bit of improvisation with it you know kind of like dancing as long as like the moves you do are on beat that's all that really matters like anything in between that doesn't matter but with necro dancer everything needs to be on beat you got to be thinking steps ahead you got to be thinking i'm gonna move over here pick up this item, move back, attack this guy while observing his pattern while you're on beat. <laughs> yeah. It's like I said, there's, there's, you can pick different characters that have different, um, yeah. you know, ability. They, they've made, they've added a lot of updates to that game that make it a lot more accessible. There's like full I'll give another shot then. Yeah. It's like full workshop support too. You can use I'll give another soundtrack. shot then. I'll give another shot things so i want to finish it because i also want to try that that cadence of hyrule like expansion for it too that it's is supposed to be really really good that one's i think easier uh, it's been a while since is i played it? that one it's different because it's like a straight up zelda game but <laughs> it's like more zelda than it is necro dancer even though it's like both i'll give it a shot too then that one you don't have to yeah, stay on that... the beat as much yeah I'll give it a shot too. That, that's on my list. Um, 
what else uh shuffle night pocket dungeon got a huge dlc pack update that's set to come out spring uh the puzzlers pack is going to have new characters new boards to play on i need to try that i heard pocket dungeons really really good and i have to have to go and try it i fucking yeah. love shovel knight so i'll fucking play anything that yacht club puts in front of me honestly yeah. when <laughs> i look at this game i don't know what's happening <laughs> like it's like a puzzle game but it's not like one that i've ever seen before you know it's like i don't know some kind of match puzzle i guess but it's like a match puzzle rpg dungeon crawling game like yeah. it's it's an interesting like mix of things and again yacht club is like yacht clubs earned my respect i'll i'll try anything that they put out like without question like i'm not gonna sit here and wait for reviews to come in like i'll i'll if it's something i'm, I'm into i'll buy it like day one and i didn't do that with shovel knight treasure trove but i want to play it now especially with this new expansion it's adding all these playable characters, new boards to play on, new mechanics. Yeah, fuck it. Let's give it a try. <laughs> this looks fun as hell. Uh, Cult of the Lamb is getting an, it's, a, its own update, too, called Relics of the Old Faith. That'll be cool to check out. And we also got a trailer for... I want to talk about this because it's Video Game Donkey Studio. Yeah. It's their first game published by their studio called animal well <laughs> yeah so what when when i after they show this i went on steam to go and wishlist it so i'm like this looks fucking awesome and it's already yeah. on my wish list. It was it was already on my wish list so i guess i that's good seeing this already but looks incredible uh it's some sort of metroidvania but uh it uses those like fluid physics on like everything yeah, it's got how can I word it? There, it's like Rain World almost. Is what it reminds me of. Yeah, but more mechanics driven. Yeah, because where Rain World had very uh, there's a term for it when things react with each other. You know, we use it a lot when we describe uh, Breath of the Wild. What what is that? What is that called? Fuck. Like a emergent gameplay i guess yeah I it's know. got a lot of very emergent gameplay systems to it the way characters react to each other npcs react to each other and how your items and abilities interact with those npcs while also being in like a metroidvania <laughs> yeah like it's really neat i like what i'm seeing here on it so far if it's really gonna let you just like hey experiment explore try stuff out I think it'd be a pretty good time. <laughs> Just a really unique art style, too. Yeah, that too. I'm into it. <clears throat> yeah, I'm into it. I want to wishlist it, too. Uh, we also got Tesla Grad 2 and Tesla, Gla Tesla Grad Remastered available now. Uh, you can get them in a bundle pack. I, I own Tesla Grab. I never played it, but I've heard really good things about it, so it might be worth checking out. Yeah. Never played it, but yeah, it's here. It's one of those like, yeah, this is pretty old, right? Yeah, it's, like it's an really older uh, Metroidvania. Yeah, but it's it's pretty good for what I've been told. It's got a really nice like hand drawn art style. I can respect, 
And the new one just looks like more of that. Yeah. And the first one. I, I own it. I own the original on PlayStation Plus, but I never played it. And now with this remaster, I might just, I might as well just buy like the bundle pack. I like me some Metroidvania, so I'll probably like this one. I don't think I would hate it. <laughs> oh, we also got Shadows Over Loathing, which looks really cool. It's a sequel to Southwest of Loathing. Is that what it's called? Or West of Loathing? West of Loathing. Yeah. Which is another like, Very would you call that an immersive sim? Yeah, this would you call it an immersive uh... sim? It's more like a straight up RPG, right? Like adventure. Yeah, it's like an RPG adventure with like very dynamically uh, splitting paths. And again, characters and <clears throat> mechanics react off each other in very clever ways. I want to call it an immersive sim too, but that, that might be stretching the definition a little bit. <laughs> But it's more so an RPG, and it's supposed to be really, really good. Like, I never played the first one, but it's supposed to be really good. Yeah, these are both, like, very... They're, like, overwhelmingly positive on Steam, both of them. Yeah. So. Been in my... Yeah, so that, that'd be worth checking out. And then I was not expecting this. Blasphemous 2. Yeah. It's going to release summer 2023. Blasphemous is one of my favorite games I've never finished. <laughs> and it's not because of the the quality of the game. It's just that it's a very like it's a very engaging Metroidvania that does require your attention and everything for the original game. The art style, uh, the use of Catholic imagery for its systems, because you know a lot of RPGs or dark fantasy games use very medieval europe imagery you know what i mean yeah uh so it's stuff you've seen before very gothic imagery but i've never seen anyone use like a spanish catholic look to it the way the characters are designed their armor their clothing it's just something i've never seen before in an rpg you know this very gothic a gothic catholic Look, I want to emphasize the Catholic part a lot. It's something that's really neat. I like it. And I, that's something I had a lot of respect for for the first game. Which, by the way, if you haven't played the first game yet, it's fucking incredible. But do yourself a favor. The game got an update with Spanish voice acting. Play it with that. It's very, very good. It's uh, a lot more authentic. And it adds to that feel of the game a lot more to play it in Spanish. So do yourself a favor. Do the Spanish voice acting. It's a Spanish team that worked on it. So they know what they're doing with it. They hired very, very well-known Spanish voice actors to do these roles. So do yourself a favor, play the first game in Spanish. Uh, but the Blasphemous 2 looks like just more of that. I might, I might load this like. up today just to... Yeah, as soon as they announced the, the, the sequel, I downloaded the first one again. Yeah. And I'm dedicated to beating it. I just got to beat the games I'm playing right now first. But no, it's a solid game. And I like the weapons. Like, I don't know if the uh, first game had different weapons you can choose from. So for this game to have it, you know, I saw like uh, twin swords looked really cool. There's like a mace that looks kind of like a, oh, what is that called? Like an incense bell. 
so that's really neat like the, the games these, these games are just really good at like repurposing like a lot of that imagery into this like dark fantasy setting and I, i'm into it um especially someone who like grew up catholic like it's really cool to see that it almost feels like i gotta do a hail mary after like watching some of this stuff but <laughs> but that, this is my old catholic guilt creeping up on me <laughs> <laughs> but no this game's the, the first game's incredible i just got to go back and finish it I, I really do love the first game a lot you know i never finished it uh oxen free 2 yeah. Also got a trailer. I didn't think we were getting a sequel to the first Oxen Free. I don't think the first game left a lot open for a sequel, did it? I never played it, but but you um, did, right? Well, the way to end it, it like wraps up pretty nicely. Depending on the thing is, it, it's one of those games that can have different, several different endings depending on how you, what choices you make. So yeah. I guess for this, they was deciding on certain ending i actually don't even think the ending matters for this because this is set six years after the first game so it's just funny because the first game came out about six years ago so oh really oh that's yeah, probably came why out. they did that yeah it came out 2016 so 16 17 18 19 21 2 3 so about seven years the game came out we've got a full playthrough of the first game on our youtube channel which yep. um people enjoy very much i recorded it as if it was a like a uh um you can just sit back and just relax and watch it and that's something that the dialogue system um is very good at is just allowing the characters to kind of cut each other off so the dialogue in this game always felt way more natural than anything you get out of like a uh, like a telltale game or or anything else like that like uh the dialogue system is really really good so yeah because it's like an actual conversation like you gotta yeah it's like have you ever like to anybody who's like you know sorry to my, my non-social listeners but <laughs> i always had a, a group of friends you know if you're all out and talking you kind of gotta like force your way in the conversation you know what i mean yeah like if you, if you get a conversation with more than like three people like it's it's a fun conversation to have but it's not i've never seen a game do that well yeah you know with a branching dialogue for that and this game does it because characters are talking the conversation's going you can sit back and listen or chime in you can cut in any time characters can cut in any time yeah. for you too like that's really neat i like they're that. not gonna they're not gonna wait for you to like pick your response either like if you don't get your response then you you don't get your response so, yeah, like they've already moved on to the next topic. Because like, like most games, like a Mass Effect, it waits for you to get your selection and it just, it breaks the flow of the conversation. So it's just really cool. I forgot that Netflix bought this studio. So this is a public, this is a Netflix published game. So I think- yeah, They've had some pretty good games published in the past. I heard the the, Strain, the Stranger Things game is supposed to be really good. <clears throat> yeah check that out we don't have a release date for that yet do we oh july 2023 so that's yeah. cool uh, we got a couple games too man little kitty big city looks really fun like yeah that, i just it's, like the name i think the name's neat it looks like the game that uh we wanted uh was that cat game that came out oh yeah that, that cyberpunk cat game stray yeah. stray this is the game you wanted Stray to be, and everyone realized it was not a game about being a cat. 
Yeah, like this being is... a cat was like a part of the game, but not the whole game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that looks cute. I like it. I like cute games, damn it. It's like a cute game I can just like come home and unwind yeah. to. It's like Untitled Goose Game, but yeah. a cat. Yeah, I'm into it. Uh, what else we got? Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach is available now on Nintendo Switch, so go check that out. I didn't think Five Nights at Freddy's was still like a thing, yeah. but whatever. They didn't show these last few. They didn't show them off very much, but Brotato is also coming. It's an ass game. Uh, what it's game? game? It's an ass game. An ass game? Is that auto, like uh, a auto, auto shooting? Auto shooting survival? Oh, is that the the accepted <laughs> term? Or yeah. you just make that up? No, it's the accepted it. term. That's that's what. That's what I don't called. believe you, but all right. <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call it that in public. People will be like, "What's wrong with you?" Nobody calls it that. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's pretty dope because you get a lot of options in Brotato in terms of because you get like six hands or something. You got like six arms. Yeah. You're like an octopus, but <laughs> um, so you can carry up to like six weapons and then you can modify them in many different ways. So you can have like the same weapon in each hand if you want with different modifications on them. So is a lot of room for getting crazy. It's really cool. Um, Check it out. And they showed Bomber Cyberfunk at the end here. Which looks incredible. Yep. Yep. That every time I see something on that, I'm like, ooh, yeah, give me more. The thing Just is, I never got into, uh, I never got into the Jet Set games, so. I think you would have liked them. I think you I, of all people would have liked I'd them. I'd play them. I played them. I don't remember which one I played. It was like one of the re-releases that came out on like PS3, I think. So I played the not the original Jet Set Radio, but the sequel, Jet Set Radio Future. Like that was my shit. That's what I played a lot. And I played the shit out of that on the original Xbox way back in the day. And this game is giving me a lot of those vibes. Like, it's straight up just Jet Set, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. It's just those games got to a point where I was like, I'm not good. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. it's very much you have to, like, learn how to play it before you can really get good at it. Yeah, hopefully with this game, you know, it's a, it's a more modern game. So it's got more modern design sensibilities to make yeah. it more accessible. So Yeah. Cause yeah, I wanted to control like a like a Tony Hawk, but yeah, very much did not. Oh yeah. <laughs> so this game, this game looks cool. Like I'm into it, dude. Like yeah. it's coming out June, June uh, of this year, right? July of this year. August. No, August. Augustus. I was in that They put another so trailer that said Augustus. No, I'm into it. I want I want to play this when this comes out. It's definitely gonna be a day one buy for me. And then, yeah. Next in the news, we had the Street Fighter Six showcase, yeah. which was incredible, dude. So I went like, pre-ordered this game after. <laughs> I I might pre-order it, man. Like, so this Street is... Fighter Five came out to very little content. It was bare bones, like, hey, arcade mode works for the most part, and so does versus mode, and like that's it. Yeah. 
but this, this it's is world just story a mode different Looks. like first of all shouts out to Lil Wayne presented by Lil Wayne for all like minute and a half that he was here they made such a big yeah. deal about him presenting this I know and all he did was like oh it looked cool right yeah <laughs> here's uh, another guy talking about it for the next 20 minutes yeah uh this shit looks incredible, man. This is incredible. Yeah. It's like everything that it's it's like they're going back to like the PS1, PS2 era of fighting games where they just had a bunch of different fucking shit in them that you can like cuz you know back when like every fighting game had a like a stupid uh juggle these bananas mode, but you can only use your fighting moves like <laughs> Like, but Street Fighter didn't really do that too much. It had yeah, its like yeah. bonus stages, but it never had like a robust single player mode. Like Mortal Kombat did that a lot, where it was like, oh, yeah. here's like Mortal Kombat, here's like adventure mode. Yeah, Tekken, like, here's adventure mode. Here's Soul Calibur. Like, yeah. Uh, but Street Fighter never dipped their toes in that. They were like, oh, we're a competitive fighting game first and foremost. Yeah. And to see them do this. With the kind of Capcom like polish you expect, at least the modern Capcom polish you expect, I'm into it, dude. That first couple minutes showing off like here's all these custom characters doing stupid random bullshit, and there's like this girl right here, her with the the fucking red jacket. Yeah. She does. Rewind that really quick. What she does, because she does something that got me really excited. She did. She did Chun Li's. Hiyakuretsuku, her like lightning kick, and then comboed that into Ken's uh, Shampoo Jinraikyaku. Yeah. And I'm like, that's fucking cool. That is really cool to see. You can <laughs> mix and match these moves and combo them into each other. I'm like, dude, the possibilities here, if that's how the game works, are incredible. I cannot yeah. wait to see what this game lets me do. Okay, let's, let's rewind for a second, because I put yeah. I put notes in here in the order that they present them. So let's see. So the the they they spent a lot of time talking about the world tour mode, which was yeah. which what got which that really tickled my taint because I was like, Same. what's what's in here for someone like me who's not really into the competitive aspect of this, but kind of just wants to you know I want to have my fun too. And like that world tour mode, it almost reminds me of like Yakuza almost. Yeah, dude. When I first heard about the world tour mode and uh, they showed off like teasers of it and like uh, previous trailers, I'm not going to lie. I thought it was going to be like maybe like the crypt for Mortal Kombat so we don't unlock like extra content. Yeah. Or like conquest mode also for Mortal Kombat. Again, you just kind of go around, pick stuff up, solve puzzles, and occasionally get into like one-on-one -on -one fights with people. Yeah. And it is that a little bit, but the fact that it lets you create your own avatar, and oh god, I know I'm getting ahead of it, but <laughs> it's basically an RPG. Like you can challenge anyone you want to a street fight. Hostile enemies can rush you into a fight, and if you get a first hit on them, it gives you a little advantage there on the fight too. Um. And it has two gameplay modes. So it has the classic six-button system from Street from Classic Street Fighter. You know, light, medium, heavy punch, light, medium, heavy kick. But it also has a four-button modern mode with uh, that's light, medium, heavy, and a special button for assisting with combos. 
that's that's interesting to see i, I don't know how, I'm, how i feel about that honestly uh because to me street fighter is like six button fighting like that's that's what separates street fighter from every other fighting game i've ever played yeah. but we'll see how they implement this because it there, there's some stuff that they announce we'll go into later that makes me think that they're putting more effort in this four button system than i initially expected um but it's it's an rpg-esque game because character your character can level up they can increase their stats you can change their clothes eat food for stat buffs you can use consumables during fights like it's an rpg yeah. <laughs> like uh you can train from masters quote unquote which are just like the main fighters of the game learn their styles learn their attacks expand your move set there's a fucking skill tree in it they showed off a little bit to unlock things with skill points um and in the demo they showed off like random enemies you could fight but also like a bunch of random bullshit that could happen like one dude was like the dude was fighting like a fridge when, at yeah. one point in the demo <laughs> yeah like the fridge was attacking with uh like food it was just opening up and yeah. throwing food at him i was like this is great like it reminds me like it's like it reminds me of, like tekken like some of the stupid shit from tekken like yeah uh, you know like uh i don't know tekken it's been a while since i played tekken but when i think of tekken i'm thinking like tekken like one two and three and yeah with like tekken force tekken ball like all those weird yeah, modes yeah. like yeah that's what i think that's what it gives me those vibes too but this is like in the game like this is yeah. in the story mode yeah which is really cool to see i i, I love seeing capcom like expand their uh they go out their comfort zone a little bit because they're very traditional with street fighter like street fighter's always been like a competitive fighting game that's what they focused on uh they never really put any of this stuff in for lack of a better term these gimmicks yeah they've never put in for lack of a better term gimmicks into the game but this isn't a gimmick this is like a full like this is what you're buying the game for basically yeah. um and I'm, up, I'm into it dude they show their battle hub mode too which is a really cool look into multiplayer lobbies characters can interact with each other fight with each other um you can go to these like arcade machines and fight with other players uh there are even some arcade cabinets in the hub that have street fighter 2 on it and some other older games um that was really cool i wasn't expecting that at all <laughs> Um, this is also a mode here. You can have like your avatars fight other characters' avatars, so that's really neat to see. I, want, yeah. I can't wait to see like that should be all crazy. the weird shit characters do. Because, yeah, dude, um, I can't wait to see the weird shit you, characters because do. you like it's because you you don't know what someone can do when you when you like load up their avatars. Well, cause since you can't like mix and match move sets, it's like the thing is you can't just look at a Ryu and be like, oh, he's it's your, he's a Ryu. He's like, no, he's got some of Ryu's moves. He's also got some Dalsim moves, and <laughs> he's got a little. Yeah, I don't know like how I don't know how crazy you can get with it. Maybe you can only choose maybe like two or three guys to mix, or maybe you just mix everything and just come out like some crazy. Like, there's gonna be a meta, maybe. There's gonna be like a yeah. Here's the best yeah. combination of moves that you can do. But what's got me out. interested too is like how the characters fight because it looks like the standard fighting you pick a fighting style and that's like your base attacks but yeah. the specials you can mix and match is what it looks like uh. 
That's what it looks like, at least. I, I, I'm not entirely sure. Um, they also showed off a ton of the online systems, too. Um, you can... They showed off you can make a club in the game. Club, quote-unquote, like, like a clan. You can design your club's logo, your colors. So you know we're going to have a Gameoverse club on oh, here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Once that drops. Um... And the accessibility options. Can we talk about the sound options really quick? Yeah. Because that is incredible, dude. Uh, one of the things about Street Fighter that I love is, even though it's got a very rigid way of playing, it's very traditional, you know, six-button fighter, the, uh, the community has built a lot around it. And especially with accessibility, you can look up some top ranking Street Fighter players uh, who are blind, who don't have uh, motor functions in their hands. There's one guy who plays with his face, like he rubs his face on the fight stick. And because of the way he's able to customize his control options, he's able to play pretty competitively. Um, so to add this extra accessibility option, again, this is all stuff just from the standard game, just being able to rearrange a control scheme, you can play however you want. But this guy, but this this game added sound accessibility options. Um, so special distinct sounds can play that tell you how far away you are from your opponent, uh, when a hit makes contact, when a hit is blocked, uh, if it's a high or a low hit, if you get hit with a high or low hit, uh, how much health you have left, um, if it's a cross-up or not, if it's a wake-up hit or not. And that's so cool to me to see because that's going to help out a lot of people who maybe avoided Street Fighter because they couldn't get into that. But also, like, if you're starting out, that's a good audio cue to kind of tell you, like, even though that pops up on screen, it's a lot to pay attention to. I get yeah. it. It's a lot to pay attention to. So to have that audio cue that, oh, he hit me with a high attack, I should start blocking high. Hit me with a low attack, I should start blocking low. Oh, my, his health is low, so I can probably finish him with this ultra combo. Or this ultra, this ultra move. Like, it's, there's a lot of possibility here, and I love to see that. Uh, fighting games have a stigma for being very non-inclusive, you know, because there's that that hurdle to get over, you know. And I used to be a very aggressive fighting game purist. I'm not going to lie. I used to be like, oh, if you can't do a quarter circle, you should have no business playing Street Fighter. That was my logic back then. And I used to laugh at games that would have easy input options. Um, until I started playing some of them. And I noticed, like, you know what? I prefer to do the inputs, but taking that away doesn't take away from the depth of the game. Not really. And so I'm all for anything that lets more people get into fighting games and get into the competitive side of it, even if it's not to actually play competitively, but to have that competitive spirit, you know? Yeah. To have your buddies over, you know, crack open some beers, maybe order a pizza, and just like you know open up shop on each other man like <laughs> there's nothing like, like it i feel like that's where they really doubled down on this because yeah they added so many different options for like party modes whereas yeah. like you can yeah. set different like it's almost like the smash brothers version of street fighter 
where you can just set like stupid bullshit happening on the mat. Like every six seconds, bulls are going to run through and you're like, this is dumb, but it's fun. Yeah. And that's cool to see, man. Like I love seeing that. And again, it's cool to see Capcom like go full circle. So Street Fighter V came out. A lot of people were disappointed, myself included, even though I defended it. And I was like, well, you want to play this for the competitive scene. Like, that's why they got this out to get it ready for Evo. So it's Evo viable. But I understand, like, not everyone who plays this is going to take it to Evo. Some people pay $60 for a game so they can play a video game. Yeah. And it's cool to see Capcom. I take that to heart. Be like, you know what? You're right. We didn't do enough for single player content. We didn't do enough for casual players. And that's where Mortal Kombat's beating them. Because Mortal Kombat has a host of like single player stuff. I can buy a Mortal Kombat 11 right now and I have a like a four hour single player campaign I can play through. Like, Street Fighter doesn't have that. At least it didn't day one. And now it's like, cool, here's not just a single player mode, but also like a create a fighter feature. Um, here's a bunch of like party modes, stuff you can play with too. Um, accessibility options that we'll play with it's it's cool to see it happen man it's really cool to see it happen um also the art style man i love this like oh, yeah. hip-hop urban look they're going with yeah i haven't seen that in a street fighter since third strike and i fucking loves me some third strike so anything that reminds me of that i'm into <laughs> Um, I, I love this. Uh, they still have a classic arcade mode, if that's your thing. It unlocks illustrations, which are cool, because the art style in this game is so dope. It's worth it, I think, for the cost of admission for these, uh, for these illustrations. They also revealed their year one fighter pack. Uh, Rashid is going to be the first character to come out, who was one of my favorite characters in Street Fighter V, so that's really cool to see. Um, Aki, Ed, and Akuma are all going to be available year one. So can't wait to see that. There's a ton of stuff they talked about that I'm sure we missed on, but... I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot in this game. There's a lot to talk about in this game, yeah. So I can't wait to see, like, this game come out. Uh, If you want to try it, the demo is out right now on PS4 and PS5, with it releasing on other platforms April 26th. Uh, Demo progress does carry over to the full game. I'm conflicted because I have a really nice, I bought a Razer fight stick some time ago that's only compatible with PlayStation and PC, but I want to get this for my Xbox. <laughs> Why? But I don't, huh? Why? Because it's an Xbox Series X, so uh-huh. I might as well just get that performance and play it in my living room. <laughs> You know, if I'm gonna have yeah, I mean, friends could... over to play it, like I can play on my computer. I, f- I forgot that not everyone just has a PC in a in a spot where they can have people. You know, I mean, I guess you know. Yeah, but my, I'm not my... about to buy a new fight stick for my Xbox, so I might just like buckle and get it on my PC so I can use my fight stick on it. Yeah. You want, I wonder if they still make oh well they don't make but the Steam uh Steam what the fuck is that? Steam Link Steam Link there's like a Chromecast for Steam you can put it on like any screen in your house and 
That'd be cool. Use your network to to stream it. It worked extremely well, from what I understand. But I never, yeah. I never needed it because yeah, I keep, I keep my <laughs> PC is basically like a console. Yeah, not me. My my PC is in my office, like I'm at a desk. So yeah, and I use a I use a big like TV monitor as my PC monitor. Yeah, not me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this looks cool. You can play the demo now. Um, I might just try it just to fucking fuck around some characters, <laughs> just make a character really quick. Yeah, I was gonna blow the dust off my PS4 to uh, try this yeah. demo, but then I was yeah, like, ah, just just wait for it on PC. It's a couple days. Yeah, it's gonna come out on PC in like four days. So, yeah. and I'm already playing a bunch of games. So I might just wait and just wait on it, but. Yeah, dude, that showcase, like, if you weren't already, like, on the fence on the game, like, that that got me to, like, want to pick it up. And the fact that it's running on, like, Capcom's new, like, graphics engine, the same one they use for, like, Resident Evil and Monster Hunter. So the character models are very, very detailed, and the facial animation is very detailed, like... I love and seeing that. It's, uh, it's not a $70 game, so... Oh, it's not? I'm pretty sure it's only sixty. Well, for like you know, standard edition. Hold on. Am I wrong? Am I am I bullshitting on that? I don't know. I'm finding out right now. Uh, yeah. PS Five, Xbox Series X. They're all like sixty dollars. Just a standard edition. Okay, that's cool. That's cool to see, man. <laughs> uh, the Steam key. You can buy a Steam key on Green Man Gaming right now for $50, so. Yeah. Ooh, that might be worth it for me. Yeah, Shit. This, this is going to get played, man. There's good games yeah. coming out with this. This is going to be a good year. This is a good, like, month <laughs> for, like, next month. Yeah, man. Uh, this, like, summer is going to be incredible. Yeah, dude, we got some good shit coming out. I can't wait to play. Um... Yeah, that's it for the Street Fighter showcase. Is there anything else you guys want us to talk about? You know, hit us up in the Discord. Like, I'm excited for this. I'm really excited for this. Yeah. Um, I bought Street Fighter Five day one with the idea of like I was gonna keep playing it and get competitive with it. You know, grow with the community. I didn't do that. <laughs> So I might do that with six now because of how much content there is in here. Let me see how many hours, if any, I have in Street Fighter Five. Because I've said okay, I've seven hours in it, so it's not bad. (laughs) Yeah, that's a lot more than most people dedicate to like fighting games and are not like a fighting game like fan. So yeah, yeah. So good on you. Um, yeah, I'm definitely gonna pick that up, dude. It looks incredible. Um, <clears throat> Sega confirms its acquisition. It's in Quickie news now. I should probably say we're on to Quickies. Uh, Sega confirmed its acquisition of Angry Birds creator Rovio. What does that mean for Sega? Nothing yet. Who knows, man? Yeah, um, who knows? It was. Uh... 706 million euro. Which How much is, is that? It's a dollars. Uh, almost, almost a billion. Okay. Yeah. Billion. But, uh, 
which is a lot for Rovio, I think, who, you know, is pretty much known as the Angry Birds guys. So, though, I don't, I have no idea if that's like low or high for them. Yeah. I'm I don't know. Cool. I haven't seen any. Well, I mean, I haven't seen any new Angry Birds prop or any new Angry Birds like games in a while. Yeah, they, they did do that movie. No, well, they did that they, movie. They took the free, they took the paid version off and put a free version up with ads and yeah. microtransactions and shit. So that was the last thing they did. And then they had that movie a while ago. So, I mean, it's not, you know, it's not, they're not insignificant, but I don't think they're as yeah. big or valuable <laughs> as they were back in, you know, back when they were hot. So yeah, like if, you, if, you, if this had been, if this is what was paid like 2009, 2013, I can understand it. But now I don't know. Yeah. And we'll see what happens. But yeah, we'll see. Um, I want to see uh, Dota. Angry Birds uh, Total War. <laughs> well, I, I, I keep thinking of like the stuff that Sega could do with this stuff. And it'd be like Yakuza Angry Birds or... That'd be cool. Or like some crazy shit. There's some crazy shit they can do. Or like an Angry Birds mini game, the next like Yakuza game. Yeah. That'd be cool to see. And we'll see what happens with it. I already got like Angry Birds Star Wars already exists. That's the only crossover I would have cared about. So, oh yeah, I'm like looking up Angry Birds here on like the App Store. There's an Angry Birds Transformers. There is. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's legit though. No, it's legit. What the fuck is this? I'm going down a rabbit hole. I don't want to go down right now. <laughs> So, yeah, or you know, they can make more movies. I mean, they did do that Sonic movie, so you know, have them in the next Sonic movie. That'd be cool. Sonic versus, or do like a Rabbids Mario thing with Sonic and Angry Birds. That'd be cool. Angry Birds Star Wars is not on the App Store anymore. That's a bummer. Well, there goes everything I cared about for Angry Birds, so. Um, I know they have yeah, the Top Golf thing. Do they? I think there's an Angry Angry Birds Top Golf. Is there? I I don't know if it's still uh active or if it was like in the height of Angry Birds. Um, but I'm almost certain it was a Top Golf Angry Birds. Yeah, it's on their website. Huh. Like that seems that I've never done Top Golf, so I just say that. But Angry Birds, that's like genius for what Top Golf is. Oh yeah, I agree. I did Top Golf once at a bachelor party, but I was fucking drunk as shit, so But that's a good idea though. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so Angry Birds is still like making some money then. Like it's still a pretty like hot commodity. So definitely, definitely. Okay, so maybe that like almost a billion dollars, hundred something million euro. You know, maybe like <laughs> that was what well, that, that might I be a fair think, I don't even think Sega themselves is worth 
a billion. I don't know, man. I think they might be. They got a. They got Persona, don't they? <laughs> Persona is a funny. I don't. I don't think that. <laughs> of course, they're worth a billion. They've got Persona. I know you like Persona, but I don't think. <laughs> I don't think that's gonna bring them over a million or a billion. I don't know, man. It's a pretty popular series, and Persona Five alone sold a fuck ton of units twice with both yes. of its releases and multiple systems billion is a lot i don't know i billion is a lot man i'll argue in today's economy not really but <laughs> apparently sega has a 3.6 billion dollar market cap okay see that's a quarter a quarter of more than a quarter or I guess a quarter is not really a billion that they bought, but yeah, it's like a quarter of their total value was this purchase of Rovio. Yeah. Well, Bandai Namco is fifteen billion. Ubisoft is seven. I had no idea Bandai. Well, they make toys yeah. and shit. So. Yeah, toys and shit. Um. Konami six billion. <laughs> that, that pachinko money. Yeah. Nintendo's fifty five billion. Microsoft's two point three trillion. <laughs> but that's like all of Microsoft though, so I don't know if that should count. Oh, interesting rabbit hole to go down. <clears throat> yeah, we'll see what they do with it. I mean Sega's been kind of, kind of kind of an upswing, haven't they? Like Sonic Frontier is supposed to be pretty good. I guess that's another one that I've been planning on getting into. Yeah, I want to try it. I've heard good things about it, actually. So, finish Jedi Survivor. Oh, there you go. That's a good one too. Uh, moving on on some other quickies. Dota 2 got 7.3 new Frontiers update. Oh, yeah. I guess there's some matchmaking changes. I don't play Dota, so do you want to like no, translate okay. some of this here? I don't play Dota either, but I, you know, I just wanted to poke my head in on this update because, you know, and apparently this is the biggest update for Dota ever, <laughs> or maybe not oh, yeah. ever, but in terms of like people are saying. You know, with the with the content of this update, it could have been a Dota three, or at the very least, it could have been update eight instead of seven point three three. Um, yeah, we're saying this is a extremely fucking huge update. Yeah, uh, major map. They changed the map. They expanded the map to new map. Uh, it's forty percent bigger map. Uh. Jesus. Significantly changed every hero. Uh, significantly changed most or all of the items. Uh, like the changelog for this entire uh, thing is like several, several pages. Several pages. I mean, you can just scroll and just keep scrolling. That's how big it is. That is uh, the same. <laughs> And there's like a major tournament going on right now too, and they're doing this in the middle of the tournament. 
and they're giving the players like a grace period <laughs> to like learn relearn the game i guess in the middle of this fucking tournament Jesus. so i yeah that's another crazy thing about it but the thing that i was interested in specifically was the matchmaking changes because okay. they're making changes they're doing stuff with skill-based matchmaking that is like the big boogeyman when it comes to fucking like skill or like rank based games where it's like uh there's a certain side of people who's like yeah skill-based matchmaking is great because you get you know more fair matches and then there's people who hate it because they can't uh just run train on fucking noobs i guess is why they hate it but you know in games like call of duty your your rank is really like invisible they kind of just don't even want to present that that side of things to you almost like they don't even want you to know that it's happening yeah um the changes they're making here are really cool because they're outlining exactly what it's doing in terms of how your rating is calculated and how it presents um how it's affected by um either other players or the the results of your match or or whatever but the thing that i thought was really cool was that not only does your rank go up and down based on your performance it goes up and down based on the rank of the players that you're playing against so if you're playing against very skilled players and you lose your rank will go down less because they're very skilled players or that's the that's the idea behind it but you basically have two ratings you have your straight up mmr your um your matchmaking rating i think that's what it's called right yeah, yeah. and then you have uh your rank and then your rank confidence which is the new thing, I guess. The confidence in what your M- what they say your MMR is. So basically, if your MMR is like 12, you have another rank that's your confidence. And your confidence goes up based on how many matches you play. And that mm-hmm. determines like, hey, we're 70% confident that you're a 12. Or if you're new, it'd be like, hey, we're 3% confident. We're still gathering data. And your confidence goes up and down more rapidly than your actual rank will. And okay. The the confidence once your confidence is solidified, then they'll like give you more uh, better matches. Basically, um, that is how they're calculating this this stuff. Okay, and I like that. Once your confidence is like high enough, that's the thing that actually fluctuates the most. And another thing they're doing is if you take a break from the game, your confidence slowly slowly decreases when you're not playing matches, which I don't think any other game does. Because one of the frustrating things is if you take a break from a game, like competitively, if you take a break from a while, say like Zelda fucking comes out and you're like, dude, I'm playing fucking Zelda. Fuck this. Yeah. And you just play Zelda for a couple months and you come back to a competitive game that you used to be good at, but you forgot everything. Like you might, you might not be as good, but your rank hasn't changed at all. So it's still playing, putting you against people who are very skilled at like, cause that's where you were. But 
what this new update is doing. It says, hey, you haven't played the game for a while, so we're going to decrease your rank, and um, we're going to decrease your rank confidence, actually. Yeah. And we're going to put you against less skilled players because you haven't played the game in a while. And that it's fucking genius. It's fucking genius. Yeah. I don't think anything else yeah. does that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know of anything else that does that at all. Because that's one of the frustrating things about taking a break from a competitive game is you lose your skill and, you know, naturally, but the game doesn't take into account that you've lost some skill. Uh, it's like, it's genius. It's genius. So. Yeah, that's really cool. I like that a lot. It's it's kind of got me wanting to kind of install this just to see, you know, if I'm gonna get matched with some some noobs and just try to learn the game because they've added like like not only that I mean they've added just a bunch of like user interface updates to make it easier to like read what's happening on screen, um, just a lot of stuff that makes it like as a person who doesn't play Dota it makes me kind of just look at it and go huh maybe I should look at this a little maybe it'll be a little friendlier for someone like me who's trying to get into the game for the first time yeah i definitely want to try it now because just because the matchmaking is very friendly and yeah. very well explained yeah but i'm also not a moba guy so i'm like uh... <laughs> yeah I'm not i might either. try if the matchmaking is like this up front and like this uh i guess easy to understand and forgiving like i might try it yeah, the, the, I played a little bit of League of Legends, and uh, they do they try to help you learn what the fuck is happening. They try, but it's it's never like the best way to try to learn is just to like get into a match. And they do have like bot matches. You can do bot matches until you really learn what's up, and then start playing with other players. Or you can play with like other players on your team, and then the other team is just bots. So, yeah, I just know Dota is a lot more complicated than League, especially yeah. in terms of, like, the item combos and jungle or lanes or whatever. Fucking especially, you know, this map is huge now. So, I don't know. <laughs> it seems It seems like it can be more interesting now that you know that you're going to get matched with people who are of equal skill or around the same skill. I, yeah, I watched the whole thing. Cool. I watched the whole thing on Modern Warfare because uh, <laughs> there were a lot of misconceptions. Because it doesn't tell you what it's doing in terms of MMR or how it's if it even is doing matchmaking. Uh, people were like, "Well, if you're if you're a high rank, you're naturally going to get le- less. Um, you're going to have a harder time connecting with people because if you're like rank 100." It's going to try to rank you with other rank 100 people. And there's just less and less of that pool to select from when you're matching games, right? Because only the skill, yeah. only the most skilled people are going to match with each other. And there's not a lot of really skilled people. But they turned out, like, there's this YouTube channel. I forget what it, what it was called. But they fucking did some extensive, extensive testing and was like, they just debunked everything. They were like, yeah, there's some sort of matchmaking happening, but it has no effect on um, 
who you get matched with or or really um like you're not the the ping times aren't worse because you're skilled or like stuff like that so i don't know yeah the whole uh matchmaking thing is is very interesting to <laughs> to see i mean it's all in trying to keep the game fun for everybody right because you don't want to be the guy that gets fucking trounced in every match exactly but you do want yeah, to have you do there is a level of you know, I kind of want to be the guy that does the trouncing. I want to be better than everyone else. So they kind of try to match. <laughs> That's one of the things I like Fortnite, you know, when they add the bot matches, the, you know, there's in- invisible bots that, you know, they don't really tell you that this is a bot, but it makes you feel good when you fucking kill somebody. So yeah. it's like, I kind of support it in that aspect. But yeah. Yeah. Any competitive game like should have like, good matchmaking just to again help facilitate like who you're playing against and you know your skill level so to see dota getting this update and then being very transparent on it that's really cool to see yeah it's all like they're, they're doing stuff like with combine, combining this with some of their the stuff they're doing with counter-strike 2 yeah um makes it seem like they've have they have something bigger planned it seems like these are all pieces of something bigger you know what i mean it's yeah it's hard to explain but i feel like i feel like this especially the matchmaking part especially feels like something is bigger is this is going to be part of something bigger because i can't i can't imagine that they're, they're going to limit j- this just to dota yeah, same. And, and some of the stuff from from the their Counter Strike stuff, like it would be a bummer if that was just limited to Counter Strike. Like I feel like they're gonna take aspects of that, aspects of this, and maybe have like some like a new game plan that has all of this combined, like the tick rate stuff specifically. Like that whole tick rate thing is extremely cool, but that's like one component of the thing that. I feel like they can take that and put it into something. It'd be a waste if they just use it in Counter Strike, and this matchmaking yeah, thing agree. would be a waste if they just use it in Dota. Like, there's got to be something bigger coming. So, I'm curious to see what they're working on here. But yeah, same. Yeah, same here. Let's see what they put out for it. I'm excited to see what gets put out here. Excuse me. I'm excited to see like what that does for other competitive games with their matchmaking. Um, yeah, I'll have to wait and see what it comes out with. But so far, I like the matchmaking changes here. Yeah. And some new trailers and videos. Unrecord got an official early gameplay trailer. And have you seen this? I have seen this. And for okay. people like me who called bullshit on that, they're like, actually not bullshit. <laughs> Here's yeah. some game. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. When this get when this got announced, I was like, "That's bullshit." There's no way this is running an engine. This has got to be like pre-rendered. Well, I thought it was an FMV game. I thought it was like on rails FMV shit, and you're just like, when an enemy pops up, you just click them or you don't click them, and then game happens. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. No, I can. Yeah, I can tell it was like. A rendered game. I can tell this, this is all like CGI models. Uh, but I was like, there's no fucking way like the game looks like this. Yeah. Running. 
and I thought this was all like this is I, I thought this was all pre-rendered. I was like, there's no way this is running real time. But and then, sure enough, like the developer was like, oh, you know, not bullshit here. <laughs> yeah, they put us straight up just from the Unreal Engine. It's Unreal Engine five, which is I guess a big reason why it looks as good as it does. I mean, we haven't seen we haven't seen too too many games running on UE five yet, so. If this is a demonstration, this is the best demonstration of like all the other stuff they put out for like I, what like the stuff that I guess Epic's been putting out on the Unreal Engine Five. I'm like, this looks good, but you know, show me like a game or you know, or like the Matrix thing looked pretty good. I was like, yeah, but it's not really a game though. This is a fucking game. <laughs> yeah. Like, not only is it a game, it's a game that doesn't even look like, or it doesn't look like a fucking game. So. When I was a kid, I would like imagine like games are going to look so good. They'll look like real life, but I never thought it would happen in my lifetime. And yeah. here it is. <laughs> or like Mortal Kombat or like Donkey Kong country where it's like, uh, is this as real as it's going to get as it's going to get. Cause I, I used to think Donkey Kong country was like the pinnacle. I was like, look at how real this looks. Oh, you yeah. can't, uh, but how wrong I was. <laughs> it was uh, Metal Gear Solid 4 for me. Oh. I thought Metal Gear Solid 4 was like hyper-realistic. I was like, this is as good as it's going to get. Yeah. <laughs> and here we are with this. Like, It's a combination of things. You know? It's not just the texture models. It's also like the lighting effects, the, animation. the ray tracing, the animation, all that combined like, it's, it's, works for me... together. To, for me, it's the animation to the point because there's a point where he like he vaults over. There's things happening in this fucking thing that I'm like, there's no way this is real, right? Like when the first guy pops up and he chases him down the hall and he vaults over that like fallen cabinet, I'm like, that's fucking crazy. And then when he pops a couple shots out and he adjusts his camera, or or I guess he's calling, he's like calling something in. But yeah. a lot of the movement looks like how it like shakes every time he takes a step. Um, there's just stuff with the movement that just looks very fucking. I don't know if that's mocapped or it, I mean it would have to be. I would assume. I would assume it's yeah. mocapped. But um, uh, the way it censors the uh other guys' faces. They have to which, shoot them, yeah. It's, it's a pretty good move, I think, because faces where things can get a little, like, I don't know. Maybe you don't do faces very well, but everything else you can do. So it's it's cool to, like, censor the faces. And it just it, it fits the aesthetic, like, perfectly. Because it's supposed to be, it's presented yeah. as, like, police body cam footage. So. Yeah. Which is really cool to see. And the, the illusion kind of falls apart, like... At that point in the demo, when everything's like dark and his light has to like illuminate everything, that's when you can kind of see like, okay, this is all like this is all texture work. This isn't like an actual yeah. footage. But you're right, it's a combination of those those things, like all the animation, the lighting effects, and the texture work, and the the attention to detail with the censoring, all that combined like works together to, to like kind of suspend your disbelief. Um, again, I was one of the people who was like, this is bullshit. There's no way this is running an engine. So yeah. I'm glad they put out that, uh, they did that Twitter post. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm into it. I'm curious to see like what runs well, like how this is going to run on like most machines. Like, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, UE5 is supposed to be kind of 
Isn't it supposed to be more performant? I don't know. It's supposed to be pretty well, like, optimized in terms of, like, yeah, engine. Yeah, it's supposed to be. So we'll see, like, like the consoles are in to action on it. Be able to run this yeah. now, so. Yeah, so we'll see, like, what it actually looks like to play it. Hopefully soon, but. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, they were uh, like, hey, they, they were like, hey, the oh. controller controllers <laughs> work and mouse and key. Or they said they were playing on mouse and keyboard and they said controllers worked fine, too. Cool. They put a, they put out a whole Q and A on I, I guess their Steam page about it. Yeah. We also got a trailer. This is the trailer that made me like go back and want to finish the Blade Chronicles three, as uh, their new expansion, Future Redeemed. I don't know story wise like what's going on here. I couldn't tell you if I'm being totally honest. I haven't beaten Xenoblade three yet, but. It showed off. How can I word it? It showed off a lot of spoiler stuff if you haven't okay. beaten Xenoblade Chronicles yet. I'll be honest here. Turn that off. But it's there. so out of context that like maybe you don't know what's going on. Uh, uh we did get a look at some returning characters. Looks like Shulk from Xenoblade Chronicles One is coming back. Uh, Rax was able to two's coming back and he's got a fucking glow up, dude. Like, he's a fucking big, strong man now. He's got like <laughs> two swords now. So, pretty cool to see them come back. Uh, looks like we got some new characters coming in. There's a whole thing here about like saving the future. Again, I don't want to go too much into it for risk of spoilers, but it looks really, really cool. I love seeing. So returning characters come back. I want to see what Shulk's been up to. So I, I need to hurry up and beat Xenoblade 3 now so I can play that expansion when it drops. <laughs> yeah, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is still a fantastic game. Honestly, if you have a Switch, you should get it. I think it has the best gameplay in the whole series. Xenoblade 2 is probably still my favorite story. But Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is a really good game. Go check it out. Especially with the expansion coming out. Like... I guess I didn't realize all of these games were connected. Question mark. Yeah, hard I mean, the, only to explain. One I, the only one I played was X, and I'm not even sure where that falls in the timeline. Because all I know is that the plan in, in that game, the planet is destroyed as like collateral damage in like a galactic warfare. So yeah, Xenoblade one through three get very. Can I word it? Existential and metaphysical. It has to do a lot with multiverse stuff is a theme in these games. So it's got a interesting way of like how these games connect to each other. I don't want to spoil anything, but Xenoblade 2 does confirm it's attached to one at the very end. It's got a very interesting way of doing it. I'll leave it at that. Um, and this, this DLC yeah. would confirm that everything's attached. Yeah, everything's attached now. Yeah. And how it's attached, again, it's hard to explain without spoiling things, but it's it's cool. It's cool the way it does it. I'll leave it at that. Um, 
Yeah, Xenoblade Chronicles 3, that's dropping, the new expansion dropping April 25th. I can't wait. Uh, the, the season pass is $30, and it comes with this expansion, um, extra classes, extra heroes to join your party to get the classes from, uh, costumes, bonus missions. So there's there's a lot of content there for 30 bucks. I think it's worth it. Um, I was waiting on buying it because I want to see what the expansion looks like. And, yeah, it looks like the cost of entry alone is worth it for the expansion. You know, some bonus stuff on top of it. Yeah, I think it's worth it. <clears throat> uh, moving on, we got some game releases. April 25th, we got After Image releasing on PC, Switch, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Series X. This is a Metroidvania, right? Yeah. Oh, cool. But beautiful hand-drawn art. Oh. <clears throat> Excuse me. Beautiful hand-drawn art. I really like what I'm seeing here on it so far. Going on the wish list. Yeah, I think I'm going to wish list this. Yeah, I, I'm wish listing that. There was a Metroidvania game that I saw the other day that was, I think it was like 3D, and it was um, grappling hook based. Oh, I remember what it's called? For the fuck of me, I can't wait. I, maybe I can sort. Damn this. it! Maybe I can sort it by added date. The date I added, I added it recently to my. While well, you're looking for that, rusted moss, rusted, rusted moss. moss. Yeah, put that in your fucking wish list, dude. This looks incredible. <laughs> Pull it up right looks now. incredible. And it's out. It's out. it came out like. Oh. I don't know if we, if we if this was on a thing or like you know one of our release things but it looks fucking awesome you got like a, a gun and a grappling hook and you're just swinging through and it's a metroidvania okay looks this awesome. looks cool yeah this looks cool it's got different guns too you can shoot with and oh okay this is neat I like yeah. this I like this it's going on the wish list now yeah Rusted Moss, thank you for that recommendation. It is I, on my wish list now. I forgot about it until Metroidvania came up again, and I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. This looks cool. Uh, moving on, we got also released on the April 25th, Amanda the Adventurer for PC. Uh, this is it's a hard game. It looks like. <laughs> okay. This looks. What the fuck is? <laughs> yeah. Hold on. Can I turn the audio on for a second here? To, uh, yeah. I want to hear this. Good job. We can use the sharp knife. Okay. Uh, it looks real dumb. Interesting. But... <laughs> yeah, it looks like it's doing that, like, it's a cute kid's show, but not really thing. Yeah. You know, this did that. There was uh, Unicorn Island did that. Um... There's that, like, Donk Hunt game for VR that did something similar. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. 
I mean, this would have been cool a couple years ago, but I don't know if it's anything different <clears throat> from those other games to like. There's a demo. So. There's a demo, so I might be worth checking out, but. No, I think I'm done with that. <laughs> Fairy Fencer F Refrain Chord is releasing on PC, Switch, PS4, PS5 April 25th. Strategy RPG. I'm out. The Steam page has coming out in May. Maybe on... Maybe for Steam it is. Maybe. I don't know. It says yeah. PC there. Uh, R-Type Final 3 Evolved is releasing on PS5. No link for that, so moving on. Uh, Stranded Alien Dawn for PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Series X. It's another, like, strategy. It's like a survival game. Survival sim, yeah. So that's cool if that's your cup of tea. It's not mine, though. <laughs> There's so many of these. Yeah, there are. Uh, Strayed Lights is also releasing on the 25th for PC, Switch, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Series X. What is this? Goals like. That's what it looks like. It reminds me of like Ori, if Ori was a Souls like. What was that other game? Fury? Fury? Yeah, it reminds me of Fury too. Of a slapping soundtrack? Yeah. Is the game like just boss fights? Is that the whole thing? Oh, it really looks like there's some walking too. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that looks interesting. Right, we'll check it out. Trinity Trigger for PC, Switch, PS4, PS5. I've heard of this game. Trinity Trigger. It's supposed to be like. Yeah, it's supposed to be like inspired by like classic JRPGs. It looks like PS2 RPG as fuck, and I'm and I'm here for it. Dark Cloud. Yeah, it looks like Dark Cloud mixed with like some like isometric dungeon crawling. Oh, this looks great. Yeah, I'm into it. Like yeah, again, it's got that, that PS2 like that PS2 ARPG like jank. Yeah. I'm, I'm here for it, dude. It's got a weapon wheel, kind of like uh, the Mana games, so I'm into it. <laughs> I'm into this. I've heard of this game before. It's a $60 game, though, so... Oof. Yeah, it's a, it's a big ass for $60. But at the same time, if it's a good game... It's a local like, co-op. Oh, that might be worth it, then. So there you go. If you've been... Uh, Hankering for some of that PS2 JRPG action JRPG jank. There you go. Uh, Wednesday the 26th, we got Cassette Beast coming out on PC. You cannot wait for that. Yeah. Uh, I I almost want to wait for the. I kind of want to get it on Switch, but it's going to be on Game Pass, so I might as well just play that. <laughs> yeah, this looks good. We talked about this game before on the show. It's a monster collecting RPG with a lot more to it than what Pokemon has to offer. 
Um, I, I, I want to play this. I, I really, really, really want to play it. Uh, that demo sold me on it, dude. I can't wait till this comes out. Yeah. Uh, then we got Honkai. Is that how you pronounce it? Honkai? I don't feel comfortable pronouncing that name. Honkai? Honkai. It sounds weird. <laughs> yeah. I think that's Honkai Star Rail. For PC, iOS, and Android. This is from the Genshin Impact guys. Yeah. Um, I was interested in this because it looks like a fantasy star, almost. What's the combat? Is it... Tactical. It says it's tactical combat? Is that what it says? I'm out. I was in, now I'm out. Yeah, it's like a turn-based, like, tactical... Not strategy, but like turn-based RPG. Not, not, nope. It's really pretty, but I don't know if I can put up with that for a free-to-play game. <laughs> oh, it's doing that fucking thing where if the pre-order amount reaches a certain number, uh, certain things unlock for everyone. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> Augment your pre-order. Moving on, April 27th, we got... Dungeon Drafters releasing on the PC. Oh, I played this. This is a... It's like Dungeon Keeper? It's a it's a mystery dungeon rogue-like card battler. <laughs> oh, is it good? It's pretty good. <clears throat> it's pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. I'm not usually... None of those are usually a thing that I'm into, but... <laughs> When combined, I was gonna say you don't drive with anything on that description there, but if you liked it, yeah. I'm gonna check it out then. It was good. I, you know, I when the tactics get when you really have to think about your next move, and I, I there is a part of that that I enjoy. So, um, it being like roguelike mystery dungeon card shit, uh, that combines in a certain way where my my brain can function. You know, has stuff to think about in terms of what the next move is going to be. Yeah. So that looks good, though. Check that out, PC, when it drops April 27th. Uh, we also got the last case of Benedict Fox. When I first heard this name, I thought it was like a walking simulator. But no, it's a, it's a Metroidvania. <laughs> yeah. Um, looks really cool. Looks very it looks really atmospheric. cool. Yeah, it's got that Lovecraftian horror, but in a Metroidvania setting. They have the tag There's on some here cool, like, for Roguevania. Oh, I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. What's Rogue about it? I don't know. I'm adding it to my wish list. That's coming out for a PC, Xbox One, and Series X. Live Alive is getting a release on PC, PS4, and PS5. Those who don't know, that game got a... Uh, release on switch last year now it's coming to everything else um, i think it's the pinnacle of that like that 2d hd sprite thing that that uh square enix has been doing i heard this game I think was like great. the pinnacle that. i heard it was pretty good so we'll see when it comes out oh we got mail time releasing on pc time mail time mail time Mail time. That's another like cute little. It's like a 3D platformer. But you got a mushroom hat on. It's adorable oh, yeah. as fuck. This looks like a like an N64 game. Well, I mean, it doesn't look like yeah, one, but play style. It's got that N64 energy. Yeah. Yeah. 
Man, that's my wish list. Yeah, this is cute. Demo. Mujin Souls. It's also releasing on April 27th for PC. Game I don't know. If this, oh, no, Switch. Sorry. Three game. It's a free roaming turn based battle game. I don't know what this is. Ah, I'm bored now. One of those Idea Factory RPGs. Oh, okay. Uh, Mega Strikers is releasing on April 27th for fucking everything. PC, iOS, Android, PS4, Xbox One, you name it, it's coming out for it. I feel like I played this because it looks very a Windjammers. It's a, it's a Windjammers. And I guess it's just cross-platform competitive or whatever. There's a slime girl. What the hell? Um, this looks very That's familiar. Hot. I feel like I've either seen this before or I played it, but it is a Windjammers, so this would be up my alley in terms of things I'm into. Yeah, you think so? With the, especially with the uh, gel, the gel girl. We also got Protodroid Delta releasing on PC, Switch, PS4, and Xbox One. This looks cool. It's a 3D action platformer. Kind of reminds me of like Light Devil May Cry mixed with like Ratchet and Clank. This girl looks like Ben 10. I mean, sure. <laughs> oh, you don't think so? Okay. In a little bit, now that you brought it up, yeah. Like her expressions are very Ben 10. It looks neat though. Like it's got this like old school 3D action RPG, not action RPG, 3D action platformer thing. I said it reminds me of like the like light devil may cry mixed with ration and clank. I'm here for it. The ration and clank thing is very yeah. Like ration and clank with much less detailed, but yeah. in terms of like that aesthetic is there. Yeah. Okay, this looks pretty neat. I might check this out. It's a humble game, so it might be on Game Pass, right? I've been there trying. Why didn't they send me a copy of this? <laughs> Humble, where you, you at? talk to your contact. Yeah. And then last but not least, we have April 28th. We have Star Wars Jedi Survivor, the sequel to Fallen Order, releasing on PC, PS5, and Xbox Series X. They said the uh, PS5... Or, first of all, there's a Twitter account that just tweets out the game sizes of... <laughs> Which, when I found that out, I was like, why? Like, people need this? But I guess they do because they found out this game is very large. Like, oh, it's like yeah? 150 gigs or something. Jesus! And the disc and the disc has a required download. There's a, there's, a, there's, a sticker, there's a sticker printed on the disc that says there's a required download. So you can't even play the game without downloading something. Why I is assume. it so big? The Master Chief Collection is that big. <laughs> is the 4K textures maybe? Is that why? I think they said it was languages. Oh. Oddly enough, you have to, it downloads all the language, every language, just in case. I guess you need that. Um, which is crazy, but it is crazy. I feel like it'd be more like space efficient or data efficient, just to like. 
when you boot it up connected to the internet, have it ask you what language you speak. If it's not a language that it has on, it just download it right then and there. Or just get whatever the default language is on the system. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's not a bad that's a better idea. Just whatever the default for the language of the system is, just have it download that while it does thing one updates. That makes more sense. Seventy dollars game all at the same time, like shit. Well, yeah, it's a seventy dollar game. So, I mean, uh, it looks good. Like, it still looks like fun. I still have to beat the first uh, Fallen Order, but yeah, this looks cool. That's gonna do it for the show, everybody. Thank you for coming and listening. It was fun to talk about some of the cool shit Capcom's doing, the cool matchmaking shit Dota's doing. I love talking about this stuff, man. I can't wait to play Street Fighter Six. I'm definitely gonna yes, pick that up when absolutely. it comes out, man. Uh, I gotta go and take finish Xenoblade Three so I can finally play that DLC, man. But in the meantime, tell people where they can find us. Guys, you can go to gameoverse.com, gameoverse.com slash twitch, gameoverse.com slash YouTube, gameoverse.com slash discord. And do go to that discord because we talk to people on there and you can talk to us. Have a little bit of fun. Play some games with us. Um, I put out a poll on the YouTube that asked people if they prefer performance mode or quality mode and uh most people selected that port performance mode yep i selected that too yeah so which is the correct answer so <laughs> yeah i agree <laughs> uh, yeah that's gonna do it guys thanks yeah everybody be cool be safe and be excellent to each other see you guys next week